Hey, welcome to the Internalist Podcast. Stories of change for people who want to change their story. We discuss what it takes to get unstuck, build courage and take action. I'm your courage coach, Fiona Christie. Come join the conversation over at our Facebook group, The Internalists, and connect with like-minded change seekers. Do you find yourself feeling stuck? Feeling that you're at a point where you don't think you'll ever heal? Will the space you're in ever end? Well, I get it. I'm going to reveal the top three strategies that I use to help me heal after my own divorce. Specifically, we're going to look at gratitude attitude letters. Then we'll look at affirmations to bring love, self-esteem and inclusion. And finally, we'll look at the power of reconnection with friends, old and new, and some strategy in there. Hey, before I start, I really have to ask you a question. Do you believe that it's possible for you to heal? Because if you don't, then that's where you have to start. These strategies are great, but if you don't believe it's possible to heal, then there's no point starting here. Go back and watch one of my previous videos. But have a look what the strategies are and then go and have a look and get some help with healing that belief that you don't think it's possible. I went there for a while myself, but I realized that I wasn't up for spending years in recovery. And so in order for me not to do that, I needed to change my belief. So I got onto that and then I implemented these three three strategies. So let's get into it. So let's look at strategy number one, gratitude attitude letters, including forgiveness and thankfulness for what your ex has taught you. You're going to use, so I'll just tell you about what is a gratitude attitude letter. Okay, so it's a letter that you're going to write to yourself. You're going to title it Dear Fiona or Dear Your Name. And you're going to list all the things, well, I want you to list at least 10, that you're grateful for either now or that you want to have happen in the future. But if you're going to use future stuff, you have to breathe into that belief, all right? I want you to use a particular sentence structure for it as well, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. So gratitude attitude letters, um, they can be as simple as, like if you're in a place where you just feel so um, that everything's not going right, I get it, you're not going to want to do gratitude attitude letters, you're not going to even feel grateful for anything. But what I want you to do is dig deep and even look at Really simple, small things like I'm grateful that the bus got here on time this morning so I could get to work. I'm grateful that um, I have a car that enables me to go around and visit Mary whenever I'm feeling down. You know, so they can be really small, but I want you to think about gratitude in terms of, so the, the reason why we do this is the power of gratitude is enormous. I've said this story, I think, in another video, but I'll say it again in here. One day when I was in a, um, I was renting a place after I'd separated from my husband and I'd managed to cobble together enough money to buy a place. I couldn't really afford it, but I bought it anyway. And I loved it there. Now on about day number, it was probably about the seventh day that I was there. What I noticed, and I'd noticed it throughout the week, but even got worse, was the person in the flat next door used to wear 
high-heeled shoes and come home at sort of 2 a.m. in the morning. And the and the and um, it was like a little townhouse and the walls were joined, right? So I was joined on either side to the townhouses next to me. And the walls were concrete block. And the stairs in my unit were carpeted, but the stairs in their unit weren't carpeted. The stairs were attached to the concrete block. So because the stairs in their unit weren't carpeted, all the noise used to transfer directly into my unit and specifically into my mezzanine bedroom. So at 2am I would hear clomp, 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 clomp. I can't even make that noise on here, but it was so loud it sounded like a herd of elephants in my bedroom. And I just started to get so stressed out about it that, oh, I've made the wrong decision and this is no good and I shouldn't have moved here and what have I done and all these kind of negative self-talk was filling my brain. So my friend came around to visit me and we're both into personal development and she understands how I work and I understand how she works. So we went out for a drive and I was really distraught and I was telling her about it and she said, okay, I know about these gratitude attitude letters and I know that you do them and what I want you to do is before we get home, you have to list 10 reasons why you are grateful for living there, why you are grateful that you've made the decision to go live there. And I thought, oh, crikey, I can't even think of one. We sat down by the river and I thought, I started to think of things that I was grateful for about the proximity of the place I was living to things like my work or ease ease of getting to the train on time or that there was a group of shops that I love to go to. And then she said, yeah, okay, that's all good, but you're not saying why you're grateful for actually living there. Okay, got to get to dig deeper again. So I started to think of things that I was grateful for, for living there. And I also included that I was grateful for having fantastic neighbours that were easy to talk to. So there you can see I'm projecting into the future. Now, by the time I got home, I felt so much better. I felt amazing. That night, or actually the next after the clomping on the stairs that night, the next morning, I heard my neighbour going out. I heard her open the door, so I raced downstairs and I went out onto the deck and I said, oh, excuse me, can I just chat to you for a minute? Uh, you know, I'd really love to meet you and say good day. And nothing, no response. I thought, oh, my God, you know, is she just ignoring me? I said it again. And so in my mind, of course, I was making up stories about Oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. Oh my God, this is going to be really hard. But actually, I just, I quickly went, uh uh, you don't know what she's thinking. Stay in your own business, not in hers. And what I noticed was she was wearing headphones. So, of course, she couldn't hear me. She was listening to music. So, I just waited till she turned around and went, hey. And she said, oh, and took her headphones out. And I said, oh, hey, it's lovely to meet you. I was really hoping to meet you before this and before I like had a chat to you about something. But I haven't had a chance to. And what I really wanted to talk to you about was, I don't know if you realise that, um, I'm guessing your stairs aren't carpeted, and that I hear the noise of you walking up the stairs at, you know, at night, I'm guessing your work, shift work or whatever, coming through to mine. And I'm wondering if there's a solution we might come up with. And she was just like so apologetic. She had no idea, didn't realise um, she was new there and had only just moved in. So um, 
you know, I was able to talk to her and she said, oh, look, you know, I'll talk. I didn't realise she was renting it. She said, I'll talk to the landlord about maybe getting the car, um, stairs carpeted. But in the meantime, she said, I'll wear slippers on the stairs. And it was just such a good outcome. Not only that, though, I chatted to the landlord as well. And he agreed to put carpet on the stairs. But I didn't stop there. What that enabled me to do was to think about, well, okay, this is a group of townhouses and we have a body corporate and I'm on the committee. So I think I'll bring it up at the next committee meeting saying, hey, why don't we put this in the rules that all of the, the stairs have to be carpeted from now you know, into the future so that this doesn't happen to others. And I got that change happen. So that was really a great outcome. So what I want you to do is to say what you're grateful for, either now or into the future. And I wanted you to list 10. Once you've listed your 10, um, I want you to, you know, like any letter, you'd say, dear Fiona, and at the end you would say, love me, or love Fiona and XXX, however you'd end off your letter. I want you to read those affirmations out again. When you read them, I want you to breathe in and breathe in a feeling of love. Breathe in that feeling into your heart center. Imagine something that gives you a feeling of love. It could be your dog. It could be your cat. It could be um, if you love to knit or you love to sew. I want you to breathe in that feeling of love as you say the affirmations. Then I want you to take that those affirmations that you've written out and I want you to stick them on your wall beside your bed so that you can see them the next morning. I also want you to use a particular sentence flow for your affirmations uh, or your gratitude, sorry, it's your letter of gratitude, but they are, if you like, affirmations. I'm, <laughs> I was talking about affirmations earlier today. Okay, so they're your um, attitude of gratitude letters. So what I want you to do is say, you start with, I am grateful for, blah, 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 because it enables me to, X, Y, Z, so I can, A, B, C. I am grateful for X, Y, Z because it enables me to, one, two, three, so I can ABC, okay? Because what you're doing is you're looking at what are the benefits and what do those benefits enable me to do? Oh, actually, no, sorry. I've um, created a, um, what do you call those things? Infographic. An infographic is simply a, it's like a graphical representation of something. So it goes step one, do this, step two, three, this, do this, step forward, you know, step five, step six. So we'll do that um, for this. And um, anyway, and so strategy number two, ah, sorry, this is where I got muddled up. Strategy number two is affirmations for love, self-esteem and inclusion. I want you to look at some of my other um, YouTube episodes because they have got some really great tips for you in there about breathing and belief. For now, what I'm doing is I'm going to give you some uh, affirmations that will work for you. So why have I started with um, affirmations for love, self-esteem and inclusion? Well, simple, because when someone separates or divorce, often they can go into a, a place of feeling just not good enough or low self-esteem or I don't feel worthy or, hey, I don't know what to do next. So these are really good for that. So why do they work? Because basically they rewire your brain towards what you want and away from what you don't want. There is a lot more science to it, but in a nutshell, that's what happens. And um, 
you know, as I said, why self-love and inclusion? Because often you might feel like you've failed or you're not good enough. And I really want you to focus on what you can do and not on what you can't do. So here's some affirmations to get you started. Before you start, I want you to breathe into the affirmation, breathe that a feeling of love into your heart. And I want you to listen to some, maybe you listen to some uplifting music before you start, some upbeat music, and breathe in the essence of the words that you say. So here's some examples. One is, let me just get my place because I'm trying to remember what these affirmations are that I wanted to give you. Okay, so the first one is, I surround myself with loving, supported supportive people so what you got to do is find the loving people that you need to support you and surround yourself with them affirmations without action are a total waste of time so what I'm going to suggest to you is the actions that you need to take yes say the affirmations but start surrounding yourself with people start believing that those people are there say the affirmation Breathe into it, act as if they're already there and go and find them. Make it known to the universe that you're up for connecting with those people who are going to support you. Affirmation number two is my world, sorry, number two, (laughs) is my world is filled with love and abundance. So my question to you is, what does abundance mean to you? Abundance isn't always money. And if you've listened to one of my other videos, you'll know that money is just an exchange of energy anyway, right? So we need to align with the the, um, the vibration which we want to a- attract. So if, you, if your information is, my world is filled with love and abundance, what does that mean? What does that abundance mean to you? And remember, breathe that affirmation into your heart. Smile when you say it because it's impossible to feel down when you smile. Um, okay, affirmation number three is I love myself enough, therefore, dot, dot, dot. So you're going to fill in that blank. What would you do if you truly loved yourself enough? So that's my question to you. So then you can fill in the blanks. I love myself enough, therefore, um, I put myself first. I love myself enough, therefore, uh, I take the time to learn how to um, heal after divorce. I find the best people to support me. So now we're going to look at affirmations for self-esteem. So those were affirmations for love. Now we're doing affirmations for self-esteem. The first one is, I love learning how to put myself first. So see yourself coming first and take action on that. Who would you be and how would you act if you were a person that put yourself first? Great question. Second um, affirmation is, I find evidence every day which supports my growing belief that I'm good enough, just as I am. So what do you have to do? You have to find evidence in your life and create the evidence to look back on tomorrow. So I would start a page up, headed up with evidence that I'm good enough. And look, you may not be able to find the evidence, but what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that you are writing up that evidence for a friend to tell her why she's good enough. 
I bet you you could find a million things to tell her why she's good enough. So you have to act like your own best friend. You have to imagine that either I am or your friend is telling you why you're good enough. And I want you to write all those things down on a piece of paper and I want you to add to it daily. So let's say you start that affirmation today. I want you to add to that um, tonight so that you would have evidenced why you're good enough today in your daily life. And I want you to add that. There might be simple things like, um, oh, I don't know. Um, I remembered to call my friend on her birthday. Yeah, well, I'm good enough to do that. Okay. Um, number three is I love and approve of myself. So I want you to be, be the person you would approve of. So that's your action step. You're going to say the affirmation, breathe it into your heart center um, and imagine it and be the person who you would approve of. Who would the person be like? What would you be like if you really approved of yourself? Okay, strategy number three is inclusion. Oh, sorry, this is um, affirmation type number three, which is inclusion. So the first one is, I am surrounded by supportive, fun friends. So your action is, become interested in your friends' lives. Then they will want to surround themselves in your life, right? Two, I am included in gatherings and I have so much fun. So let it be known that you are willing to join in. That's your action step. Third and lucky last is, I am interested in other people's lives. So in, I, I love this quote. So in order to be interesting, you've got to be interested. So become interested in other people's lives. Look, people with low self-esteem or that are feeling like they're not worthy or whatever, Usually their focus is inward. It's all about themselves. For example, I'm not good enough, but what will people think of me? Or I couldn't join the conversation because I wouldn't have anything to add. Can you see that it's all inward focused? Instead, it's got to be outward focused. Instead, you say, I wonder what interesting things I could learn from them today. Hey, I wonder what interesting things they might be willing to share. Oh, I wonder what I, you know, they could add to my life today you know so you see that's outward focus not inward focus successful affirmations require another component and that is action and I've been talking about that all the way through you have to take action it might be small but you've got to start so strategy three is the power of reconnection with friends old and new but the secret to that is you've got to select the right friends who are going to challenge you with love so we have friends for a people talk about friends for a season. I think we have friends for a reason. So I have friends who, um, you know, when I was recovering after divorce, I had friends that I would go to that would be uplifting, that I know I could go to if I was feeling down and they would um, shift me pretty quickly to another space. I also had friends who, um, who were my go-out with friends because they were fun party people. I had friends who would um, challenge me. I had friends who were um, really good at um, devising a plan. So there might be different friends for different reasons, okay? The next kind of secret to that is it's okay to talk about what you're going through, 
but I don't want you to stay there. So no woe is me or worse still, it's all right for them, they're whatever. So that goes like this. It's all right for them, they're married. It's all right for them, they're in a relationship. It's all right for them, they're not divorced. It's all right for them, they've got money. It's all right for them, they've got a good job. But they could equally say the same to you, eh? It's all right for you, her, she isn't in a relationship and I'm sick of mine. It's all right for her, she's carefree and fancy free. That doesn't help at all. Um, being it's all right for them. It's almost like the grass is greener. So what I want you to do is focus on being a friend because if you are a friend, you will have friends, okay? Um, the recon reconnection phase is planned system. The reconnection phase, this is hard to say. The reconnection phase is planned, systematic and structured. You know, look, you've got a plan. You've got to sort of go, okay, so today I'm going to reconnect with Sally and I'm going to invite her for a coffee and I'm going to whatever. And that requires you to follow through. So you've got to take some action as well. Um, and remember, in order to be interesting, you've got to be interested. So become interested. Look, I'll tell you a little story about um, uh, when I was um, married and... Um, I used to accompany my um, husband sometimes to parties and he, he was really interested in cycling and it was an absolute obsession with him. And so we'd go to these parties and all the people that were there were his cycling buddies and cycling people because it was obviously after cycling that they went. And um, anyway, I used to sort of, ah, oh, I'd sort of, I'd really try and integrate into a conversation, but I would always find that, oh my goodness, it would cycle back to cycling and and how good their bike was or how many kilometres they cycled today or it was a little bit like the person who's into golf, you know, and they'd talk about the fourth tee and exactly what the putt happened and, you know, blah, blah. and when you're not into something, it was like, oh my goodness, and it just felt like it would never end. But I felt like I couldn't contribute to the conversation because my self-esteem at that point was not that grand. So I was sitting there worried about what people would think of me. I was in their business thinking that they wouldn't be interested in what I had to say. And now looking back, I think, well, you know, one of the things I could have done was go, hey, can I just ask you a quick question? What I really want to know is what got you interested in cycling in the first place? Because that gets them off the present and into telling me a story, right? Why were you interested in that? What was it about cycling that you really loved? And then I can link cycling to something else, right? Um, but anyway, you know, that was, so I was, it's, so what I want to say is it's so much harder being the wallflower. That's what we call them over here anyway. The person that stands in the corner and doesn't, and doesn't interact. Because that was me. And I was, you know, I wasn't fit. I was carrying a bit more weight than I wanted, whatever. But so what, right? I have a contribution to make. And I could have given them a different perspective. There was a lot I could have offered in that conversation, but I didn't. And the other thing too is, if they're not your people and you really can't think of a way to dive in, then do something else, goodness why would you want to spend your time being surrounded with people who were self-centered and didn't include you in the conversation because we've all come across those people that we try and get a word in edgewise but you leave thinking 
I know everything about their life and they know nothing about mine. Maybe they're not the right people to surround yourself with. I promise that if you would stick around to the end, then I would share with you one of my most joyous moments. And it was a moment when I was in recovery after divorce. I was living in a really fabulous place that I was renting. It was like a little ski chalet with um, like um, rafters in the ceiling. I loved it. Anyway, you can tell that I loved it. So it's really the story of my meditation. So I started really getting back into meditation in a quite a big way and this day I was meditating and I had some lovely music playing and I'd closed my eyes and all of a sudden this wave, this enormous weight of sadness came over me and I felt so bereft and I I, I thought about, oh, just do something else, it, you know, it'll pass and just, just go and do something else and busy yourself but I, no, I need to breathe into the sadness and let it flow. And so I did. I breathed and I allowed myself to cry and I breathed and I breathed. And eventually when I was calm, I became overwhelmed with this absolute sense of pure love. Like I had this sense of I will never leave me. I just had this absolute knowing that I am my own best friend and I will never leave. You know, I'd come out of a relationship where I'd sort of been the one to do the leaving for that relationship, but he'd actually have to move to another city. But I'd said, well, I'm only going with you if you commit to this relationship. And he wasn't prepared to do that. So I really did the leaving, but it felt like I didn't let do the leaving. So then I realized, actually, I'm my own best friend and I'm there no matter what. So why not show up as my own best friend? It was the most amazing, incredible feeling. So two things that taught me. The best thing I can do is allow my emotions to flow. And number two, the most amazing resource on the planet that no one else has is me. I'm the only one who will be there for myself. Absolutely. So that brings us to the end, but not quite, because what I want you to do is jump into the description box and I want you to download the um, infographic and I want you to download my reinvention after divorce starter kit, totally free. Thanks for joining me this week. If you enjoyed the content, remember to click the like and subscribe buttons. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Bye for now.